What is up, Cowboy Nation? It is season two, week five of the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast, and I am your host, as always, Mitch, coming to you after an awesome win against the Carolina Panthers, the 3-0 and Carolina Panthers coming into the game, and we are now sitting at a 3-1 and record. Joining me, as always, and excited to talk tonight, we have Daniel. Hey, what up? What's up, it's Daniel? Me. How's it Nothing. going? Just living life, you know, like three and one boy. Like, come on, come on. Feeling good, feeling good. I'm feeling fantastic. Like, I'm not sick again anymore. I still, you know, sinus crap, but you know, after that win on Sunday, yeah, you you sound a lot better. That's for sure. Well, thanks. I knew I always sounded like shit before, but it's nice to know that I sound a little bit better. You know. Yeah, I mean, you sound you sound like shit with lipstick on. So, I mean, it's it's better, but it's like shit stick. (laughs) <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Looks like I got a new nickname, and everybody. This is Shit Stick, your producer. Shit coming stick. to you live. Our producer, Shit Stick. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, coming to you recorded on Tuesday night. But right now it's live. Shut up. And it's, yeah, we're live right now. <laughs> um, and we have back the sleeping Thunder Thighs himself, Wayne. What's going on, Wayne? My them Cowboys. What's How going about on? It? Here Dude. I am. Let's Wait. go. You awake this time? <laughs> right. Well, you know, some people put a little more work in than you, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. Like yesterday with uh, with the eight-hour uh, Facebook shutdown, the work I saw got. You were, you were, what, like five Facebook posts deep before the first Shoot. hour? Jeez. It was rough, man. It was rough. I was missing it. But... Definitely. Well, the bad thing was, is it happened right in the middle of me trying to coordinate like three different things. And I don't have the phone numbers of the people I was coordinating with. I was only using Instagram and Facebook chat. So literally like it was in the middle of that and then went completely silent. And I'm like, shit, that's a solid lesson and a a good reason to go ahead and ask for them digits. I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Yeah, I had to do that for one thing. I had to do that today, too, because yesterday this girl added me on Facebook that I met at church. And I was like, oh, cool. She added me on Facebook. It's like, she's pretty cute. And then the Facebook shutdown happened. So I couldn't, like, you know, Facebook stalk her like I do. Uh, And uh, as soon as it came back up, she messaged me. So I made it a point today to give her my, my number. I was like, this is just in case the Facebook goes down again. You know, so <laughs> oh, that's, that's smooth, slide. man. Slide. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, but she I like see it, that yeah. coming at all. But but she doesn't have an iPhone. She has an Android, so that's kind of a turn off. So you know, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, instant instant dump. So I told her we had to instant stick to Facebook dump. Messenger. So <laughs> it's it, you just be like, it's not you, it, or it's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's, for sure. it's, it's you for sure, hundred <laughs> <No. laughs> percent. So, um, yes, as I mentioned before, we are maybe excited should, because – go ahead, Wayne. Maybe she should get Discord, Daniel. Yeah, there maybe we go. Maybe I could. Maybe she I could join us on our, on our Discord. Yeah. Links in the, in the description. Um, but, yes, we, <laughs> we are excited this week, obviously, because we are sitting at 3-1 and one after coming off a nice win against Carolina. Um, a, a, convincing win i think it was a little bit more convincing than the score shows a 36 28 victory at home 
Um, obviously, Carolina not at full strength, but had been playing very well. And, uh, you know, we come out, show show that we're a pretty good team um, on both sides of the ball as we continue to um, play very hard on defense, uh, led by, of course, the wonderful Trayvon Diggs, the, the better Diggs of the family so far this season. And, um, uh, and then on the offensive side, you know, it took us a little while to wake up, but uh, Dak threw four, four touchdowns and led the team to victory, put the team on his back again. And, um, you know, on the legs of 143 yards of Ezekiel Elliott rumbling, stumbling, bumbling down the field, um, it was a really solid overall victory. Um, so we're excited to talk about it this week and have you guys join us once again. Um, so as we always do every week, uh, I would like to get one positive and one negative you guys saw out of the game on Sunday. Um, I am going to take shotgun on this and go first because I did not get to actually watch the full game because I was having some family time on Sunday, much needed um, day away with the girls. Uh, we went up to Rich's farm and had a good day and, um, you know, just got to spend some time as a family together and had a good time. I was keeping track of the score periodically throughout the day, but didn't get to actually watch the full game. Um, so after watching um, the extended highlights, the NFL um NFL Network provides on YouTube. It's pretty cool if you don't if you haven't seen them before. They go pretty in depth with those highlights. Um, but after having watched those, uh, there was two things that really stood out to me as positives and and one positive and one negative. Um, and I'll go ahead and do mine, and then we'll go to the other guys. So I'll start with my negative. I noticed, I think it was at least three or at least two. I think it was three times that. Dalton Schultz fumbled the ball. Um, ended bad. up not being actual turnovers, but I think two of them were our back-to-back plays. <clears throat> and then the other one was him going into the end zone on a um, on a two-point conversion, I believe it was, See, uh, where he was I, falling to the ground and fumbled the ball again. So, um, I don't go fault ahead, him, Daniel. I don't fault him for that one. The other two, the one wasn't – I mean, the one he was down, but he did – lose the ball the other one was saved by the refs because that was a fumble and the refs called forward progress whenever he got hit they blew the whistle when he got hit and he fumbled the ball and so you can't challenge a um, forward progress call so they just that was just given to us if if it wasn't for the refs blowing the whistle it would have been panthers ball there so and I could tell by the highlights that, that that's kind of what ended up happening on that one. But still, you don't like to see a guy giving up the ball, even if it is overturned or not not ruled a turnover. You don't like to see that ball hitting the turf, especially from one of your you know one of your tight ends. You're supposed to be your stronger guys. Um, he was literally like on that second one on the back to back. He was literally like hunched over the ball, like try. You could tell he was trying hard to protect the ball and still got it knocked out. Mm-hmm. So not not good to see, not at all. You don't like to see that, especially with with Zeke um, taking care of the ball this year and getting rid of his fumbleitis that he had last year. Yeah. Um, it looks like he just passed it on to Schultz. Um, so not a great great sign. I don't like seeing it. I hope he can get that taken care of going forward. And then my positive for the week is um, something that kind of stood out to me, and it was only a few different times that it happened, um, four to be exact. 
but I loved seeing Dak use his legs again. Um, feeling comfortable getting out, running on that ankle that was broken last year, um, but now he's comfortable, looks a lot more comfortable moving in and out of the pocket and running down the field. He had four carries for 35 yards, an average of 8.8 yards a carry with a long of 21 yards. You love seeing him getting out and using his legs because while he's not necessarily what you'd consider a traditional dual threat quarterback, um, his ability to move around sort of like an Aaron Rodgers type guy where he can extend plays in the pocket or extend plays behind the line of scrimmage and then can is a threat to run down the field. You got to be able to have that because that keeps the defense honest. And I love seeing Dak do that because it's it's just shades of him, you know, prior to the ankle break. And it's exciting to see him, um, you know, getting that confidence back because each and every game, it just seems like he's getting more and more confident on that field. And I'd love to see it. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? <clears throat> I mean, the 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 one definite run that I remember – I forget. It was, I think it was his longest run, but it was a, I mean, he got just swallowed up in the pocket and was able to get out and, and just go. So Dak running, like I still, after last year, every time he runs, like my butthole tightens up pretty good because, you know, it takes one hit and it's not like it was an egregious hit last year. It just takes one weird hit and especially on an ankle that's been repaired to have something, even if he sprained it or something to have it you know, flare up and be worse than, than, uh, than, you know, obviously it is now, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, those, well, are- you know, and I, I, I think if I'm not mistaken and, and I know that it's the case for some bone breaks, but I don't know about all, um, but his ankle honestly might be stronger now because of the reinforcements that they've had to put in it. Um, so, you know, it might be more of a fact of his other ankle would be the concern more right, than yeah. his his formerly broken one, but yeah, definitely it is kind of nerve wracking. Um, one other, one other of the, of those scrambles that I remember, I think it was the first one, um, was a, a bad snap exchange. The ball ended up on the turf between mm-hmm. him and the center, and he was still able to get down, grab the ball. He was looking downfield, trying to find a receiver. And when he didn't, didn't find anyone, you know, he scrambled and still was able to gain, you know, I think eight to 10 yards on that run. And, you know, you'd like to see that because he did it earlier. I think it was in game two um, where he had another uh, snap exchange that was a little bit faulty. He was he had the wherewithal to pick the ball up and still get it down the field and throw for a touchdown pass to I think it was Amari Cooper. Um, So you like seeing that he is still confident. He's brave in the pocket. He's not afraid of contact. Even on a botch snap, he's he's putting his body online, unlike you know, a certain backup quarterback who was afraid to dive on the football when he was quarterbacking in the Super Bowl and <laughs> probably cost him the rest of his career, um, a.k.a. Cam Newton. Yep, I remember <laughs> um, that. <laughs> so, you know, you'd, you'd like seeing that bravery, that that leadership out of Dak for sure, and his wheels were something I was excited to see. So, um, Wayne, how about you on your one positive, one negative from the – game on Sunday. Hey, so the negative I'll start with, um, and I didn't get to see a whole lot because I was traveling and they were trying to force feed me the um, Redskins game. Um, But we're getting better, I think. 
but I'm still Washington football team. Yeah, don't really care. Um, I'm still trying to clean <laughs> up the penalties uh, for us because they always pop up and ruin games for us. So I think if we're going to become a good playoff team, um, that's something we got to always be under 50 yards. Um, and we had a few there. Also, I know Diggs had his interceptions and stuff, but we still couldn't contain DJ Moore. Um, so I know we got to give someone something. Um, we had a good showing, but we gave up a little bit at the end. I'd like us to see play it out to the end. I know that they're trying not to get people hurt or whatever, but I saw a bunch of fans, you know, talking trash. Oh, we barely lost and blah, blah, blah. I didn't really, really think that was true. Um, that would be my negative just as a fan perspective, you know, if we're going to win convincingly, like I think we actually did. Um, I'd kind of like it to reflect that. Um, positive though. So I think that people were, Used to Dak starting last year and going crazy through the air. Uh, this year, he started off the same way, but we were playing the best run defense in the league. So, of course, he's going to pass it 50 times. Um, we started running the ball more and getting balanced offense. I think Daniel and I were talking earlier. He's throwing like 20 to 26 passes a game. So, if you think about it, you know, it looks like we're going for more of a a ball control, uh, defensive mentality, which I absolutely love. Um, super excited about, and Dak's still going to be able to be efficient, like probably 75 to 80 percent uh, pass completion, while still running for two, three hundred yards a game as a team. Super exciting for me. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I just love that kind of football, man. Yeah, and you look at Dak's numbers: 14 of 22, only 22 pass attempts. You know, a couple of those, a uh, couple of those ended up being runs because you know he didn't have open guys and he was, you know, found open lanes and were was able to carry the ball for thirty five yards. So it's good to see you know not throwing the ball sixty times a game and um, actually relying on the running backs that we have. It's it's promising. I agree. I like seeing this kind of football where um, you can trust your defense and you trust. Your running backs, you trust your quarterback, you trust your wide receivers. There's really not a whole lot of holes um, that you can, you know, point out with you know decisiveness so far um, go, going through the three, the four games that we played so far. So yes, I agree. Um, I like what I hear. I like what I see in um, from the team overall so far. It's 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 been fun to watch. Daniel, how about you? One positive, one negative from the Carolina game. Well, let me just uh, let me just read you some stats real quick, okay? Just bear with me because this leads into my positive. So the Panthers one defense. One alibi, real quick. You I had your, to throw this in. Misused words. I know. It's not misused. <laughs> it's military. You wouldn't get it. Um, I was happy about I was happy about DJ Moore because I think I have him. I'm pretty sure I have him on two of my fantasy football teams. So he got me a lot of points, and he still got the loss. So I was, I was okay. Dallas Cowboys don't care about your fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, but I do. Go ahead, Daniel. Okay. I was making sure you weren't going to interrupt me again. We good? Can I go now? Daddy, is it okay if I talk now? No. 
No. Yes, no. you can talk now. Go. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so Panthers defense before week four. Now, I know they played the Jags, they played the Texans, and they played – who was it? Jags, Texans, and the Saints. Saints, right? Yeah. Yards, yards per game allowed before week four, 191 yards a game. Passing yards per game, 146, both first in the NFL. Rushing yards per game, 45, first in the NFL. Points per game, 10, second in the NFL. So, you know, it looks good. I mean, yeah, they were playing lesser teams, but they were doing what they were supposed to do against those teams. They weren't allowing points. They weren't allowing yards. And they pretty much just put the stop to them. This week versus the Cowboys, total yards, 433 to their 191 that they were allowing. Passing yards, 188. We didn't pass a lot to their 146. This is where it gets great. They were allowing only 45 yards per game rushing. The Cowboys had a total of 245 yards rushing and 36 points to their 10 that they were allowing. So, yes, they played lesser opponents before us. They're still a good defense. I mean, they, they showed it in the first half. Like, they, they kept us to 13 points in the first half. Um, but that just the positive for me is that I feel like this team can go toe-to-toe with any defense in the league. Like, I just don't think that defenses have the capability of going against Kellen Moore's offense and being able to stop them. I think there's so many things that we do on offense between weird little plays, bringing in offensive linemen at fullback. Um, we could pass it. We can run it. You know, play action. Everything. I mean, it just... We ran, we ran a pitch into an option. Yeah, I loved it. At the end of the at the end of the game, Dak pitched the ball to Zeke, and then, and then Zeke had the option to pitch it out to uh, Pollard, which he did to get the first down to ice the game. Mm-hmm. That's just the creativity is ridiculous, and I love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So that's definitely my positive is that I feel like this offense, you know, the defense still use some work. We'll get to that in a second, but I think this offense can literally go toe-to-toe with any defense in the league and put up over 30 points, like, easily, easily. Uh, my negative... I agree. I, lo- I love it. Uh, my negative would be defensively, we're allowing these quarterbacks... Like, we, we, we swallowed up Jalen Hurts. We know what Jalen Hurts is capable of. You know, he's a running quarterback. But these quarterbacks that are, like, like you know, Sam Darnold or even this coming week with Daniel Jones... Um, where they'll just tuck it and run. And you don't expect them to do that, but they're, you know, they have the capability of doing that. That gashed us this past week with Sam Darnold. He had two rushing touchdowns. Like that just that kind of stuff can't happen. Um, so that'd be like the negative. We need to figure out a way to contain the quarterback better and not allow him to get out of the pocket. Yeah, we had, I believe, five sacks this week. Um, but on those broken down plays and once the quarterback gets out there's got to be somebody there a linebacker somebody that needs to be there to stop that quarterback from being able to get out on third and 10 and run for a first down so that would be my my one negative so yeah yeah that's a good point and um it's wild to see that because you see Jalen Hurts and you're not um you don't see numbers from Jalen Hurts on, you know, from running, and 
then we go out and we face a guy like Sam Darnold and you never really knew him as a running threat. Sure. He could scramble some or whatever, you know, a la like Fitzpatrick or whatnot, but it just, it, it was shocking to see that <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're also, you know, pretty creative team. Um, you know, they're, the, you know, having a coach coming out of college, you know, as, as, uh, inventive as he was in college and his offenses as well. Um, when he was, at, had his time at Baylor, you know, you, you, it's not shocking to see them play that kind of football because, um, it, it feels very upbeat and college esque. Um, but you just are shocked to see, a player like Sam Darnold being the one that's running those kind of plays, but mm-hmm. definitely uh, agree with you for sure on those, those points. So um, moving on to this coming week, um, we have the one in three giants coming into town uh, for our week five game. That game is on Sunday at four twenty-five. Um one and f- one and three Giants. They've been struggling, even though they've been. It feels like they've been playing pretty decent football, uh, at least um, in parts and pieces. Danny Dimes has had a pretty good season so far. Um, he's got more pass yards than than Dak does, but um, just can't seem to find pay dirt. Uh, their their wide receivers that, are struggling a little bit. That just, just means, means that, they're what that they're playing from behind. They've been in a lot of close games though like down to the wire games. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, and of course when Danny dimes is your leading rusher, you know, it's not a good season. Um, so, you know, we joked about that last week with, uh, um, with Jalen hurts, but this is for real. You don't want Danny dimes to be your leading rusher. Um, so crazy to see that, but, yeah, we come into a matchup where it, everything seems to be lining up for us to have a huge game. A lot of people think, you know, um, Dallas is is on a tear and the Giants are on the downward spiral. Um, so it could be a blowout, could be um, a, a shocker. It's hard to say, but uh, we're going to get into what we think. Um, so one optimistic thing and one concern, um, that you have about Sunday's game and we will start with Wayne. Go ahead, Wayne. My optimistic thing is that we look so good and are going to go against what I would consider, I wouldn't say a bad defense, but I would say subpar compared to what we've played against so far. Um, and what we've been able to accomplish you know i i think that our floor score wise would be in the mid 20s uh while our ceiling uh say against a team like this has to be 40 plus right so so the optimism is, is that we're going to score more than they've ever scored this year in a game um and our defense is better than any they've seen this year um at least based on the last couple games and and how well Diggs is uh, playing, um, and the lack of run game that they've shown. Although we have, uh, that is our little bit of our weakness is stopping the run this year, at least from uh, my opinion. Um, I don't have any stats right in front of me to back that up, but I'd say if you looked at them, they would probably probably state that. Uh, my concern 
uh, goes a little twofold, but it starts in Vegas. Vegas has us as a seven-point favorite. Um, everything positive we've said about the Dallas Cowboys and everything negative that is there about the Giants shouldn't make you believe that this is a seven-point game. Um, it reminds me a lot of you know the New England game or everyone thought that uh, the Rams were going to blow out the Cardinals and look what happened. Um, as uh, my uh, hero, Admiral Akbar says, It's a trap! <laughs> kind of concerned there. Um, but we'll see what happens. Oh, man. If you had an Admiral Akbar um, slot on your Lawn Chair Cowboys uh, podcast bingo card, you just hit a bingo because I don't think anybody <laughs> was expecting that to come out. Holy shit. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. This does feel like a trap game for sure. And you do kind of get concerned because you see the the line – at seven and traditionally Wayne um, you can can uh, confirm this or deny it. But um, I think if, if it's just a straight up game, typically the home team gets three points. Is that, is that pretty accurate there? Like, yeah, it really depends on where it's at, but yeah, about three and a half, four points. Um, so, so, get. so if we're looking at a line that's seven, they're really only favoring us by four if it's on a neutral site. So that's kind of concerning if you think about it that way. Um, you know, the that the, they're only looking at us as a, a as a touchdown favorite at home in our stadium on a you know four twenty five kick. Um, we you know we'll be on national TV on Fox. It's just it's it's surprising to see that number that low. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, so I'll, I'll go with my one optimistic thing. Um, and one, one concern, I would say my optimistic thing is, um, you know, we keep talking about it, but our defense, um, just the way they've been swarming just and and their energy that they're playing with Diggs is, has a, at least one interception in every game so far this season. Um, you love seeing us swarm to the ball. Um, and actually, I was looking at it whenever you're talking about it, Wayne, and we're only allowing 81 rush yards a game. Now, I don't know if that's because we're, um, you know, ahead so much, but we're allowing 336 pass yards a game. So it feels like it, while we're at times getting gashed with the, with the run, um, we're actually allowing a whole lot more yards through the air than we are through the ground. So, um, I, I, I feel pretty optimistic that this is a week where our defense can fix that number um, on the pass yard side and really hold hold the Giants to, you know, a low number of passing yards. Probably I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna project under under two fifty for the game. And that sounds like a lot, but I think um, you know, we're gonna be ahead and they're gonna be trying to come back. And like you said, a lot you know, a lot of Danny Dimes stats have been in garbage time. So I think I think we're gonna have under 250 passing yards um, by the time by the time Sunday's over. And my one concern kind of ties back to um, what we were talking about or what I was talking about as a, a concern from the previous game is I'm worried about the turnover potentials from our offense. Um, we've we've shown to be able to control the ball decently so far. Dak's only thrown for two interceptions all season. Um, you know, Zeke hasn't fumbled the ball like he was last season, 
but with you know with the concerns from from Schultz and him dropping the ball so often, uh, I just feel like there's going to be one of those one of those games soon where we turn the ball over like three or four times and we're like, what the fuck is happening? Why are we why are we doing this? We're shooting ourselves in the foot. So that would be my one concern, especially after seeing Schultz drop the ball three times. Um, I just, you know, I feel like one of those games is coming where we're going to end up, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot, like I said, and and uh, making some big mistakes. So hopefully that's not t- this week, especially, you know, because this gives us a chance to be 2-0 and in the division. I really, really hope we can take care of the take care of business. But um, that would be my one concern for this week. Daniel, how about you? Uh, optimistically, I mean, I mean, just as a whole, like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it has all the, the markings of a, of a trap game, like Wayne said, but I think that the culture on this offense and defense, what Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore bring to this table, like, yeah, turnovers could be a concern, um, like you were saying, Mitch, but the one thing that I've noticed about this team as a whole is that in the past, the Cowboys of the past, you know, would have a turnover or two. That would be the, the deciding point of the game. Everything would just go downhill from there. We'd lose momentum. We would, it would just be over. But what I've noticed from the team this year, it's completely different. Like nothing about this team other than the players, some of the players, is the same. Like the culture is different and we are able to overcome adversity regardless of what it is, you know, penalties or, you know, if we'd be on a drive and get a holding call, let alone two in one drive. I mean, that's, that would just kill us in years past this year. We can, we can overcome that and we're moving the ball efficiently down the field. So my optimistic thing is that culture is going to, it's going to be there. We're playing at home against a division rival the Giants don't stand a chance. There's, there's no, there's, there's nothing that they're going to be able to do um, to stop this offense. And the defense is just going to be flying around. Like you said, that's my optimistic thing. And that's a year long thing so far. Uh, I like the confidence. The pessimistic thing is it goes back to what the same thing about last week is that Daniel Jones can get out of the pocket and run. And he's a better runner than Sam Darnold. And we need to we need to contain Daniel Jones. And if we don't, the game will be a lot closer than than my score prediction would say, or Wayne's score prediction would say, which we'll get to those in a bit. But um that will be the one thing that will allow them to keep our defense on the field is us not being able to contain Daniel Jones whenever he slips out and runs. So that that's the one thing that worries me about this week. Let me add some uh, context for my rushing comment earlier, which you're correct at the end of your comment about probably because we're always ahead and they have to catch up. Um, <laughs> so we have given up the least rushing attempts of any team one ahead of Tampa Bay because no one is running on us, not because they can't, but because they need to pass. Okay. (laughs) So we're a bottom five, I think team in rushing yards 
uh, rushing yards per carry at 4.7. The good news this week is the Giants are 4.5, <laughs> allowing like 122 a game. Um, so while our rushing average is down, it's because no one's actually attempting to run against us to the point that people are running against us less than Tampa. And from every Tampa game you've watched this year, people are just throwing it because they literally can't run. See, and that's why we keep you around, Wayne. You come in with stats like that. Good shit, good shit. Well, it's an important, you know, it's game flow. It's an important uh, way to look at it. It's, you know, it's like people. No, you're right. You're people right. People look at it, you know, funny. Like, and the reason we give up so many. So I would say our pass defense is one of the best. But we give up one of the top um, yards per game in passing. Yep. We're giving up. Let's see, Dallas is all the way down here to bottom. We're giving up 315 yards a game. The only one that's given up more is Tampa Bay, 327. And the only one that's not because of the rushes is Jacksonville at 312. So we're giving up more passing yards a game than Jacksonville. But if you look at the attempts against us, we lead the league. No. Tampa leads the league in pass attempts against Dallas is right behind them at 169. Yes. Yeah. Well, that a yeah, lot of that I mean, came from the Philly game, though, because they ran the ball three times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they ran you know. so few. That's true. Like, I mean, they didn't get to run like they wanted to last week. I mean, I don't I don't have the stats well, right in front of me, but well, they Carolina didn't. would have liked to have run. I mean, they didn't have the best running back in the oh, league yeah. at the time either, but yeah, which is questionable, right? Could be Zeke. Never know. I mean, Derek Henry's pretty good. I would say, you know, I'll take okay. Zeke every day, but Derek Henry is just a freight train. So, and he's becoming a pass catching back. But this isn't a Titans podcast, so we won't talk about that. Tony Pollard's decent. But overall defense on both categories, you're looking at a team like Buffalo, uh, Cleveland is balanced, Denver right now, New England. Um, Carolina was there, but look what we did, right? So. All right, holding, hold up, hold up. All right. Um, So this doesn't happen very often and hasn't, I don't think, happened at all during one of the recordings of our podcast. But this just in from Adam Schefter, Cowboys have released Jalen Smith. Seriously? Wow. I am not shitting you. Just they, got it on my phone four minutes ago. They released um, him? Release linebacker Jalen Smith per source. That's all it says. Very interesting. Say, so, wait, wait. Like, I need, I need context. I need. Yeah. I need to know why. That's literally all it is from Adam Schefter. Um, I'll I'll find a way. I'll drop it into your guy, or I'll do, drop it into our Cowboy chat. Hang on this to trade former Pro Bowl to rival, and it must have fell through. So they what? tried to trade him to the Eagles. Wow! This is huge, huge news live as it happens coming to us. Um. Hot off the press from Adam Schefter dropping a Shefty bomb. Um, not cool, man. Not cool. I was really, really excited about this. 
I mean, um, I mean, you know, the Cowboys he was the highest. Have a six point eight million <laughs> dead cap hit if they release Smith prior to twenty twenty two. Dude, so okay, so like, I mean, yeah, it sucks. I lo- I love Jalen Smith, and everybody knows that I love my linebackers, but he was like fifth on the depth chart. So, hear me out, guys. Hear <laughs> like, me out. I mean, this this is going to be you know soothsayer stuff. Hear me out. So they released him. The only way that makes sense, obviously, for cap space. So that means they have a plan to probably make a push to trade someone to bring in a big salary. Like who we think? Like what are we thinking here, though? Like what kind of? So I've heard rumblings. I've heard rumblings. I know you're not going to like it because it's your favorite player, but I've heard rumblings that they're looking at trying to package Gallup and someone or pick to the Patriots for um, their cornerback, Gilmore. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I like Gilmore. I I, I was actually thinking about, uh, you know, they, they've been talking a lot about, um, oh, Richard Sherman signing somewhere because he's currently a free agent, and I knew they were talking about Tampa Bay looking at him uh, last um, week. So Have, um, have, have but, you watched NFL lately or – well, I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm, I like the idea of us going after somebody. Um, Richard Sherman is a member of the Bucks and played last week. Oh, did he get? Oh, I missed yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, he, well, yeah. before he got signed, uh, you know, I was, I was oh, thinking dude. about that idea of us trying to sign somebody else. Um, dude, Mac Jones tore him apart on Sunday. Dion, <laughs> maybe Dion's available. Well. Definitely a wo- or a, a Schefter bomb there. Um, kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, pretty shocking, actually. So um, we'll see what happens going forward. They're definitely looking to make some kind of a move here. Mm-hmm. Um, could it be that we're going after um, Stephon Gilmore? Who knows? I like the idea of bolstering our defense a little bit more, especially with our past defense. There's um, no way. There's no way that the Patriots are going to sign or trade Stephon Gilmore to us whenever we play them in two weeks. Absolutely no chance. Hey, yeah. I didn't say it was going to happen within two weeks. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, you know. Like he's usually... on the IR right now, so we can't actually trade him until mm. he comes back off of it. Okay. But, but, but hear me out. The article I was reading earlier alluded to the fact that he could be over his calf strain already, they think. But the Cowboys didn't answer any questions with, oh, he's still hurt or he's this percentage. They just said that um, it's not going to be this week, maybe not next week. Um, they didn't give you an update the, on what his like health status actually was. No, the, the Cowboys, they were asked if Gallup, because this would be his first week eligible. Oh, Gallup. He, he, I thought you were talking about, I yeah. thought you were talking about Gilmore. Well, I mean, that's your trade bargaining, right? Like that's what you're looking to trade out, probably. Right. That's, I that's thought I thought you meant Gilmore was on on IR, so they couldn't trade him to us. Nah, but nah, yeah, Gallup nah, being I'm, on yeah. IR. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Gallup is probably close because that was what that was week one. Um, it's been three weeks already. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would hate to see him go, man. I really would. But um, I also love what we're seeing out of uh, Wilson and, you know, we've talked about it before in a couple of our other episodes, but, you know, we have a lot of good, really good receivers. So, um, you know, if you can find a, ch- find a way to trade some of that capital that you have there 
Yeah, we're not going to strengthen your defense. Give somebody else afford him next week or next year. He's not going to be an affordable piece for us unless um, I don't see him going that route. They could try to get rid of Amari, but I don't think that happens. I think it's you know keep Amari and and let go of Gallup. I think Amari's the more uh, versatile of the two, anyways. Well, you got to look too at age. Gallup uh, or Amari is twenty seven. Gallup is 25, so you got a couple extra years there of of having Gallup around potentially. But, yeah, it's hard to say. We'll see what happens. Um, I definitely like the idea of having Gallup or uh, Gilmore across from Diggs. You know, having two shutdown corners would be freaking phenomenal. Um, But we'll see what happens going forward. Um, So that being said, we'll roll into the – this point – Usually we go into our fantasy must-starts, but before we do that, I wanted to go real quickly into um, our question that was submitted on our um, Discord channel by Michael. And he asks, will Jason Garrett's knowledge of the players have any effect on how the defense plays against Dallas's offense this week? Um, and I don't think so. Um I think if there's anything, it would be more how Giants, the Giants' offense plays against our defense, um, because he is their their OC. I don't know that he's going to change, be able to have much of an effect on their defensive plan. Maybe he will, but um, last year I was curious because he was there last year as well. So I went back to look at the scores. The first game we won, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Um, that was the game that Prescott got hurt in. Um, and then the second game was the last game of the season. We lost 23 to 19. Um, and Dalton was Andy Dalton was our leading rusher in that game with 48 yards. So, um, I don't know that you'll see much of a change as far as, um, influencing their defense from, from the Giants side with Garrett. Um, I do think they, you know, have a good inside track to um, knowing how how we will likely play it offensively um, and defensively because he's been around most of these players um, as our head coach. But I think enough has changed um, as far as the way our defense plays with, um, you know, new players, new coordinator, new, you know, scheme and whatnot. And then there's a much different way that our offense plays than we played when Garrett was here. There was nothing more boring than watching our offense when Garrett was our coach. Um, well, that's that's an exaggeration, but uh, we were very predictable when Garrett was our head coach. And um, right now, Kellen Moore has us playing very unpredictably. And I don't think that anything of Garrett's knowledge will help um, them that much with this game. What are your guys' thoughts, Daniel? Uh, it's a big no for me, bub. No, I mean, like you kind of covered everything, but, you know, Garrett's offense versus our defense. I mean, how many players on our defense right now were here? Were even, or, yeah, we're even here whenever Garrett was here. I mean, you're talking like a handful that are just in rotation. Well, one fewer now. <laughs> as of five minutes <laughs> well, ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially as of now, yeah. Like you got Van Der Esch, um, 
Savage. Uh, Randy, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. Yep. Uh, um, that's about it. Yeah. No. No. So Law's not honest. playing, so he can't. He doesn't count. No. I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't even think it's that angle. It's um. I think that if you look at it, a better offensive mind is Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore has uh, evolved from what he was under Jason Garrett. Um, obviously, you can see that in the balanced play calling this year and how he's game planned and tailored it to each team that we've faced. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I think that it's not about the defensive players as much as it's about Kellen Moore probably getting with Dan Quinn and being like, hey – this is old predictable for Jason Garrett. Like Jason Garrett's going to have to do some deep diving in his soul this week and come up with some plays he's never, ever used. I think if they want to have a successful game plan against us. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea too, that Kellen Moore's probably given, given Dean Quinn, some of his, you know, inside information on, on Jason Garrett, because I mean, yeah, Kellen Moore started under Garrett um, as as an OC, so if anybody knows the way his mind thinks as far as offensive coordinating goes, it's him. So definitely like that idea, and I think it's true. Um, that's why I think, and we can roll right into our score predictions and our bold predictions here, um, but that's why I think we're going to win big. Um, not quite as big as Daniel thinks we're going to win, or uh, actually not quite as big as Daniel and Wayne think we're going to win, but we all think this is going to be a big win game. So we'll roll into score and bold predictions. Oh, before we get into this week's, let's quickly recap last week's um, and pull those up real quick because I forgot. Um, Yeah, I looked for those and I couldn't find them. My um, score prediction was 38-28 and Dallas winning. And my bold prediction was Zerline would miss two kicks and our defense would score another touchdown. Um, so my bold prediction did not happen, and my score prediction was only two points off. That was pretty um, good. It was 30, 36-28 was the final, and my score prediction was 38-28. Um, so I win score prediction. I'll just put that out there now. Because Daniel predicted 31-24, and Wayne predicted 34-20. Um, so I win, you lose. Ha-ha. Um, it's the closest you've ever been. Prid- I'm so you <laughs> won really garbage. Um, you won on a last uh, uh, a last ditch effort garbage touchdown. I guess <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, doesn't doesn't matter. Winning is winning. The W still counts. This one, I'm um, actually proud of you for. All the other times you've won, it's only been because like you're the host. You picked what Vegas said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I when it wasn't you, it you were like, you, but... "Well, you know, it was raining Thursday, and you know, I win." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm the host. I take my own liberties. Um, and then, Daniel, your bold prediction was Dallas holds the Panthers to under 250 total yards. And that did not happen. <laughs> nope. um, Wayne did not submit a total or a bold prediction. so Because he fell asleep. Um, so I win again. So thank you. You don't win a bold prediction uh, whenever neither of yours came true. Get the hell out of here. Yours, yours didn't either. Somebody's well, yeah. got to win. So no. I, I win. No, if nobody like okay, okay. All so right, it's a Wayne tie, wins, nothing. Because he didn't submit one. See, but see how that's easy not, it is just to give other people the win. Thank you. I don't want you guys to um, <laughs> think that you can just not submit going forward and you're going to get a victory. This is the last time that happens. Okay, okay. Because cool. next week all of mine will come true. Everything <laughs> we'll right see. on the nose. 
Let's see what they are this week. Okay, so my score prediction was 34-20 for this week. Um, I think we'll win by two touchdowns. And the bold, my bold prediction is that Zeke and Pollard will both have over 100 rushing yards. And Daniel, you want to go over yours real quick? Absolutely. Okay, so in 1938, it was actually September 21st. Here we go again. 1938. The Great New England Hurricane made landfall as a Category 3 storm near Long Island, New York, at about 2.30 p.m. There was little to no warning from the U.S. Weather Bureau with sustained winds of 120 miles an hour and about 15-foot storm surges. So, that was 1938. So my score prediction is 19 to 38 Cowboys. With the win, and or four thirty, four thirty-eight nineteen for you normal folk. Nineteen to thirty-eight Cowboys, and like I said, sustained winds of one hundred and twenty miles an hour, which means that Zeke will have one hundred and twenty yards rushing on fifteen attempts from the fifteen-foot storm surges, and three touchdowns because it was a Category Three hurricane. My God, you guys are digging deep for this shit. All right, Wayne, your turn. <laughs> hey, guys, let's get in with my score prediction. I think it's going to be 17 for the away team. Womp, womp, womp. The 47 for Dallas. Dallas is going to put it on them. Uh, bold prediction is zero punts. Dallas Cowboys will not punt. Thank you. Also, <laughs> outside chance that they set the NFL scoring record for single game. <laughs> That would be very bold. Um, what is that? 72 points. Okay. 72, 72 points. points. Best time. I'm glad you According to Wikipedia. Can't trust oh, it all yeah. the time, can't but let's say that's time. what it is. We'll so we're say getting, we're um, getting eight touchdowns. You're not, or what, not 12 touchdowns? Citing that source. Um, if you want to ask how to score that many, just ask Dana Holgerson because he's done it <laughs> twice. So 11 twice. touchdowns, 77 points. <laughs> 10. You could go 10 with a couple kicks. There you go. But at that point, I don't think we're going to kick. If Greg the leg, he's going to miss a couple of the extra points, so it's all going to equal out. There you go. It'll all come out in the wash, right? <laughs> okay. That's what so, they say in the military. <laughs> that's right. Alibi. All right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that being said, let's roll into our fantasy must starts of the week. Um, Wayne, since you were not here last week, let's go into the DFS side of things first. Um, we have a 4 p.m. or 425 kickoff. Um, so you can get into pretty much all of the matchups. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, all the at least the big ones, um, if you're doing DFS this week with a 425 kick. So who do you got as a uh, super good value, fantasy must start, and regardless of value, you got to start them. What do you think? I think that you're looking at, I think Dak, I think he's too expensive because I don't think our game plan is going to mirror uh, success for getting him a lot of points as the quarterback. I still think it'd be good, but for his price point, I think you'd probably find better. And more of a shootout. I think it's going to be one-sided and could turn into a uh, a rushing game uh, very quickly. Um, Zeke is still semi-affordable. 
uh, I would load up on him. Um, to counter that, if you need anyone else from our game, if you don't like other games, um, you can still get in for um, uh, Cedric. You get him pretty cheap. Um, he's still getting to see some time. Obviously, has a little nice spin move that Mitch likes going to the end zone. Um, so hopefully he can do that again a couple times maybe if we score 70. Um, <laughs> I also think that he's really liking throwing to the tight ends. Um, I don't know if that's just part of the game plan by all the runs we do. They're just going to be on the field more for blocking that whenever he checks out of it, they're just going to be there. Um, I love CD Lamb's spot this week. I don't really like his price. Um, but I think that, you know, he had a big game against the Bucks because we passed so much. Um, and he's been semi-quiet since then. Um, it looks like Amari also has a designation this week, but not just one thing. It's the the ribs and, what was it, his ankle or his, his calf or something? I think uh, it was an ankle, yeah. Leg, yeah. So, so he's got two. So he's a little more banged up than he was last week, and he only had three targets although he turned that into 69 and a touchdown. Sorry, um, it was a right-hand hamstring. Okay, leg, Ham. yeah. So either way, I think that um, you're not going to see Amore get any more than his three to five targets this week. So I think if, if any of the wide receivers break out, um, it's going to be CD. Uh, I like Cedric, but um, I also think that uh, for the price he is, you're just barely going to hit value. Um, but I would definitely must start. I would definitely go with Zeke this week and uh, probably fade the rest of the team other than defense. I did not look at the defensive price, but I wouldn't be shocked to see us get, say, five sacks and uh, maybe a fumble. I think uh, Danny Dimes has fumbled three times this season already. So, I mean, what are we going into week four or five? So he's due. Um, also, don't think he can get out of the game without throwing a pick. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be digs, but I think he's going to throw another pick. Um, pretty excited about it. I really do think it's a trap game just because of what Vegas has said. Although, in my mind, I don't see how it's going to work out that way. Uh, last week, I thought it was also, but look how it turned out. So, optimism says uh, run Zeke in the defense and find a, a better game that's going to be a shootout that you can run teams back and forth on for DFS. All right, good stuff as always there, Wayne. How about you, Daniel? What do you think for season-long um fantasy this week who are you looking at as a must start for sure well as of yesterday i'm pretty sure that i think it was espn that i looked at 33 percent of leagues have dalton schultz rostered i mean pick him up you know like it, it's it's shown like wayne said you know in the the run pass options if Dak's checking out of the run and passing it those tight ends are going to be on the field and schultz schultz is uh schultz is getting He's the majority He's currently the number three tight end in ESPN um, leagues if you play uh, PPR. Yeah. Currently the number three tight end, and he's on the waiver wire for my, for my league right now. I'm trying to add him. Yeah. Um, Michael asked me last week if he should add him, and I told him, yeah, it's worth a shot because he's got Kittle, and Kittle was questionable. 
but Kittle ended up playing and Michael regrets not playing Schultz. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, this, this is, this is kind of tough on our side, Mitch, because, you know, there's, I mean, there is a plethora of, of, of picks or of, of players to pick from, you know, cause we've got such an explosive offense, but I mean, you know, from what I saw yesterday, only 33% of leagues have Schultz rostered and tight ends are garbage this year for consistency. So it's looking like Schultz is actually going to be picking up the pace. You probably won't get a touchdown or two every game, but the targets are there for him. So I would, I would definitely stick with Schultz. Yep. Um, I agree with that one. And um, my must start for this week is the, uh, <laughs> my must start this week is the Dallas defense. Um, get the Who big D. If I'm searching for him, sorry. Um, it's B a blee a blee a blee. Just look it up that way. Um, but yes, the Dallas defense is for sure a must start. Um, especially if you're um one of those guys that streams your defense all season. Um, I'm I'm one of those guys, so I will be trying to pick them up this week. Um, if they're not already rostered, they might be rostered. Um, but. Definitely, I think this is going to be one of those um, lopsided, one-sided games where we're going to have several sacks, like Wayne mentioned, probably a pick or two, at least a couple turnovers, and potentially a defensive touchdown again. Um, I just like the way our defense is playing right now, and I like this matchup for us um, for so many of the reasons that we've talked about through this show. So definitely must start if you don't if you're streaming a defense um, and they're available, you got to get the Dallas defense for sure. Oh, I'm starting on um, my main league this week. Yeah. And, and 100%. if you need a, you know, if you need a flex play, um, you might look at Pollard this week. I, I'd like to see them, you know, I, I honestly, I think with this being a divisional game, um, with the ties of Jason Garrett involved, um, I can almost see this, uh, turning into a really ugly blowout on purpose. Um, like we're not going to let the foot off the pedal to make a statement. So I'd like to see, you know, I would like to see us do that for one. But and 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 I think if we do something like that, you can see a lot of Pollard coming in, catching a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of balls out of the backfield, um, getting a lot of carries, you know, probably 15 carries or so is his peak. I think Zeke would probably get a little over 20. Um, but I, I expect, as I said in my bold prediction, I think they're both going to get over um ever 100 yards rushing this week so definitely excited about this game um anything that you guys want to add as far as uh predictions or thoughts coming into this game before we go uh it's at home is is tony romo calling this game 425 is it the biggest game on on the four o'clock slate i haven't looked at the rest of the matchups because uh, i don't really care about it's him. We're on Fox, so we'll probably get Troy and Joe Buck. Uh, oh, did you guys see that they're taking Al Michaels off of Sunday night? I did not. I am very upset. They're the cutest gay couple to announce football. <laughs> I do like, like Al Michaels. I've I, always I liked love him. them, dude. Like they're so good. Like, and you know, whenever, whenever I hear that Sunday night football, like I know this has nothing to do with the Cowboys, but I'm upset about it because. You hear that Sunday night football theme, and then Al Michaels comes on, then Chris Collinsworth. It's like it just hits so good. Like, oh, and somebody posted him in the uh, in our Discord chat. But yeah, I don't know. As far as this game, now, uh, just I now mean, here's a guy. Now, <laughs> now here's a guy. 
Yeah. If we ever do this on YouTube, we got to dress like them and we'll just pan it over to me and Wayne as we're sitting there and you can be Al Michaels with uh, Mitch. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, no, I, th- you know, honestly, I, I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of the game announcers get too much flack. I, I really don't think there's anybody who's terrible other than I did think Boogie McFarland or whatever oh the gosh. fuck his name is. He was so bad. It was terrible. But like the, the I'll, I'll main guys, it, like it, I don't really hate any of them. Um, Greg Olson calling a Carolina Panthers game is Oh, boring. I haven't heard him. And and I also didn't he feel like... He was the one uh, that called the game last week. Yeah. He was the color commentator. Well, I didn't really... I didn't he get really wanted it, so. the Panthers to win. Mm-hmm. He did. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> Well, I I never really liked. I, honestly, I I didn't think Jason Witten did very good at it. I'm glad he went back to football, and hopefully, he never goes back in a booth. I thought he was pretty bad at it, but too. But he's working other, for I mean, Caliber Collision. Well, no, I think they're in partnership. But anyways, yeah. Anyway, sorry. The the <laughs> the main guys, you know, the the ones that you see on the main games, I I feel like they all do a decent job. I don't really have any complaints about any of them. I mean, to be honest, but, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are my least favorite. I hate listening to them announce games. Oh, I love them. I love I can't Joe Buck. Stand it. Can't stand I love it. it when he does college games and uh, he's a really cool. good baseball announcer. I, yeah. I I just like Joe Buck. I feel yeah, like he, he should his... he should stay with baseball and college football, like just or college whatever he's doing. Yeah, like, he I does just, college football and yeah. baseball. Just, uh, All right, well, that pretty much does it. That wraps it up for this week. Um, we are so happy that you guys are listening. So if you are listening, be sure to spread the word. Um, share our podcast with your friends. Share this on Facebook pages. If you're on Cowboys Fan Facebook pages, whatever it might be, um, let people know that you're listening to us. And, of course, as always, join us on our Discord. Daniel, where's the link? Uh, it's down below. In the description. In the that, description, that, that's right. That goes for if you're watching it on YouTube, because these are going to YouTube this year. I've been paying attention. They actually fixed that. Um, and, yeah, so it'll be in the description below whatever app you're on. It's down there. Just click on it. It says, join us in Discord here. Click it. If you've got a Discord, just come and join us. Awesome. In the yeah. bio. And, and <laughs> if you don't have a Discord, <laughs> that's right, links in the bio bio if you don't have a discord it's free why don't you get it and join us so that we can chat during the games so here let me let me let me explain what this what discord is because like a lot of people are like oh what's what's discord like you know if you're a gamer and you know you know what discord is but for those of you that don't know basically it's just a free chat service like you can like i follow nfl pages on here um where they literally have everybody that tweets about uh nfl pop up in a feed as they're tweeting so you can do stuff like that, or you can just use it as like a you know streaming games, um, video games, um, or if you have like Sunday Ticket, if you pop it into your your stream, you can you know share it. You know, not 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 condoning that kind of stuff, but you can do it. Um, but it's basically just a chat service, and you can connect with different video games or NFL stuff, and just chat with people from all over the world. It's pretty pretty dope. Yeah, it's awesome service. Um, you can, I mean, we use it to record our podcast every week. Um, you know, it's it, you have voice, you can do video, you can do just chat chat rooms. It's really fun, um, fun service and something that uh, I've grown to love. So um, definitely get on there. We chat during the games um, on the Discord chat. Uh, we have different different rooms for 
you know, each game. Um, we have game day chat. We have podcast suggestions. You can join us on there and, you know, submit questions for each each episode every week, whatever you might want to do. So just uh, look us up, find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, find us on Discord, and join us in the discussion of the Dallas Cowboys as we are 3-1 and one, going up against 1-3, and three, the Giants, division rivals, Let's get another victory. Go to four and one, and uh, you know, continue to continue this role that we're on. All right. That being said, let's go Cowboys. Let's go Cowboys. Let's do this now, Mitch. Remember, we're three and one, not zero oh and four. So I want you to like start this off like somebody just shoved something up your butt. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Without the crying. Like. Like, what up, Cowboy Nation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, make it loud. Make it proud. Ain't nothing wrong with that.